Welcome to The Swifterhood, a podcast all about Taylor Swift's lyrical genius. Whether you've known from her debut album that she's had a place in this world, or her folklore has become your evermore recently, we are here to faithfully and wholeheartedly deconstruct each song, lyric by lyric. Hello, Morgan. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> Hello, listener. <laughs> Welcome to episode 208. We are back to our normal two song per episode outline. And the two songs we are talking about today are Ronan and The Moment I Knew. But first, Aaron is here to talk about neuroblastoma for our fearless feature. Yeah, so neuroblastoma is a solid tumor cancer that arises in immature nerve cells and strikes primarily infants and children. So if you weren't aware, the song Ronin is about a little boy who passed away of cancer, and this was the type of cancer that he had. It is the most common cancer affecting infants with an incidence rate of almost double that of leukemia. Its cause is unknown. Nearly 70% of children diagnosed with neuroblastoma have advanced stage disease. Less than 40% of children with the advanced disease live past five years. So in wasn't Ronan like four, I think she says in the song when he passed. It's so tragic. Okay. Well, I don't want to keep reading about that. Um, but you can donate to Children's Neuroblastoma Cancer Foundation. And we will link that in the episode description. So you can give to that foundation if you would like to. And it's also one of those um, foundations that has a link um, with Amazon Smile. So if you can turn it on whenever you order Amazon, part of your proceeds will go to that foundation. That's cool. Thanks for noting that. Mm -hmm. All right. So getting into this song, we agreed and we had mentioned in episode one of this season that we are not going to rate this song, but we still want to talk about it. Um, So this first song is is Ronin. And um, just a preamble for this song, it was uh, Swift wrote it about a three year three year old boy named Ronan Thompson, who died of neuroblastoma after an eight-month battle in 2011. Ronan's mother, Maya Thompson, who gets credit as a co-writer on the song, wrote about Ronan's journey and the progression of his illness on a blog called Rockstar Ronan, which she now uses to write letters to Ronan about her life and his siblings. Um, Swift stumbled on upon the blog around the time Ronan died, and she invited Maya backstage at her 2011 Speak Now tour, and they exchanged contact information. Shortly after Swift told Maya she wrote Ronan as a tribute to her son and wanted to perform the song at a 2011 awareness fundraiser for Stand Up to Cancer, Maya recalled the phone call in a 2012 blog post and said, I wrote a song for Ronan, Taylor said. The tears started pouring down my cheeks as soon as I heard her say those words. But her words didn't stop there. Not only did she write a song for you, but she wanted to know if it would be all right to perform it on the nationally televised Stand Up to Cancer show, which is on every major network and is seen in over 100 countries. She wanted to know if she could use a picture of you in the background while she sang the song. She wanted to make me co-author of the song with her. She talked about how reading this blog and following our story has inspired her and how amazing she thinks I am and all I am doing to bring awareness to childhood cancer. Taylor has only performed Ronan a few times in her whole career, once on the Stand Up to Cancer telethon and a second time when the Thompson family went to her 1989 tour in 2015. After meeting with the Thompson family, she asked if she could perform Ronan and 
Um, Maya mentioned that she felt Ronan's presence during the song, which she usually couldn't listen to without sobbing. I'm sure all of you all have the same <laughs> feelings. Yeah. Um, notably, Swift's mother was diagnosed with cancer in 2015, shortly before she performed Ronan at the 1989 tour. And that's what inspired um, her song, Soon You'll Get Better. Um, after Big Machine Records sold Swift's masters to mogul Scoot- Scooter Braun in 2019, Maya expressed her fear and disappointment about Braun owning Ronan in two tweets. In July 2021, Maya announced on her blog that Swift record- re-recorded Ronan for Red, allowing them to regain control of Ronan's story. All proceeds from Ronan went to charities that help fund cancer research, including the Thompson's family's own foundation they founded in his name. I love that. I love that she's just such an empathetic person and will use the power that she has for good. Um, I assume she saw that blog on Tumblr, but uh, Morgan, how do you think this is about to go? Do you think you're going to be able to talk about this? Cause I don't know yeah. how much I'm going to be able to get through. Like, I feel like it'll be an accomplishment to read the lyrics. It is. This is going to be a hard one. Um, I, I don't think, I think unlike, her other songs where we we read into it i think this one's pretty straightforward so i don't think there's many hidden messages it's more of just this timeline of this little boy's life that was only for three years old and i i will say now to this day i've only listened to it once i listened to it the first time on the first day that the album came out and since then i haven't been able to listen to it again yeah because it's it's not a song that you necessarily want to sing along to Mm -hmm. um and while it's it's absolutely stunning and so well written. It's also, I mean, it's, I'm not gonna, I don't feel like I have to state the obvious, but I will. It's also very heartbreaking to listen to as a mother of three small boys, because I just can't imagine. I mean, she really paints this, like this imagery of like it, it makes my stomach churn and my heart break when I hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think like I listened to it probably I don't know, I'm more than once each time, but similar once or twice when it first came out. Like, I think the day after Red Taylor's version was released, I listened to it that morning because apparently I just wanted to be in pain and then was tweeting from the Swifterhood account, like, help, <laughs> why did I do this? Why did I do this to myself? Um. All right, well, so essentially, like Morgan said, it's this picture of childhood memories, so of her memories of her child. And I think the reason Maya is listed as a co-writer is because a lot of these are actual words from her blog. Yeah. So so Taylor, you know, took took the memories that Maya wrote about Ronan and um, I mean, eloquently put them in this in this song. And it's awesome that she has Maya as a co-writer. So I remember your bare feet down the hallway. I remember your little laugh. Race cars on the kitchen floor, plastic dinosaurs. I love you to the moon and back. Um, I remember your blue eyes looking into mine like we had our own secret club. I remember you dancing before bedtime, then jumping on me, waking me up. Okay, I can still feel your, I can still feel you hold my hand, little man. And even the moment I knew, so the moment she knew that he was sick. You fought it hard like an army guy. Remember, I leaned in and whispered to you. Come on, baby. I know. I know. (laughs) Come on, baby, with me. We're going to fly away from here. 
you were my best four years. Pretty tough. I really like that she says he fought it like an army guy because it's like what a little boy plays with, you know? Yeah, it's what he understands fighting would be like. All right. I remember the drive home when the blind hope turned to crying and screaming why. Flowers pile up in the worst way. No one knows what to say about a beautiful boy who died. And it's about to be Halloween. You could be anything you wanted if you were still here. I remember the last day when I kissed your face and whispered in your ear. Freaking horrible. We were going to fly. We we're going to fly away from here out of this curtained room in this hospital gray. We'll just disappear. Come on, baby, with me. We're going to fly away from here. You were my best four years. So, you know, the first part is her talking about her memories with him. And then the second part is obviously learning that he's ill, him actually passing away and her recalling what she said to him to almost like sing a lullaby and help him comes to come to terms with with passing away. I love that the mother was so beautiful about it, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's because it's also like when you're four years old, you you have no concept of what death is. Mm -hmm. You so don't even understand yet. No, so you don't really understand. Um, you know what's going to happen. You're sick. You can't really comprehend it the same way adults comprehend it. And so the way that she says, "Come on, baby, with me, we're going to fly away from here." It's you know pi picturing it in a light that can he he can maybe try to understand right and that she'll be there with him throughout the whole time yeah okay so what if i'm standing in your closet trying to talk to you what if i kept the hand-me-downs you won't grow into <laughs> i can't do it i gotta, gotta laugh because it's and what if i really thought some miracle would see us through what if the miracle was even getting one moment with you come on baby with me we're gonna fly away from here come on baby with me we're gonna fly away from here you were my best four years and then she goes back to the beginning i remember your bare feet down the hallway i love you to the moon and back and i'm assuming the i love you to the moon and back was something that they said to each other yeah so that last part is just the grief part yeah yeah not being able to get rid of the clothes that he would never fit into and trying to talk to the person yeah okay so that's a phenomenal song and i think that we're champions for having gotten through those lyrics yeah seriously <laughs> um but like we said we're not rating it we just think it's you know it, we what yeah it's like an homage paying tribute to it by reading the lyrics um but it has it had to be discussed because it's on her re-record. It's on Taylor Red Taylor's version, and it is such a strong song. But it is one of those songs that is is separate from her discography, in my opinion, just because it's oh, it's so brutal. Mm -hmm. And wasn't on the original Red. No. It was just like a single that was put out around that time. Yeah, and I, was it even a single? Like, I mean, they didn't play it or anywhere. not a single. But yeah, it was just it was a performance song. Mm -hmm. 
It was released, yeah. Um, and so this is the only album it's ever been on. All right. Well, song number two is The Moment I Knew, which, weirdly enough, we had that lyric in, in the last the song. song. <laughs> I know. Totally different feeling of The Moment I Knew, though. Yeah, completely different. I mean, just every moment. I mean, without stating the obvious, obviously, every moment of our life is different. And so the moment you knew of one thing is very different than the moment you knew of another. So this song is regarded by many as a direct response to Jake Gyllenhaal, who I think we've all heard this story, didn't show up to her 21st birthday party. Yeah. Um, And I didn't know this, but apparently instead of showing up, he instead tried to buy her an expensive gift. Oh, I didn't know that either. Do we know what that expensive gift was? I don't. Then they broke up shortly after via text message. Okay. Did you know that? I didn't know that either. All right. Well, there's not much more to say about it than that, really. No, I think that it's the song kind of speaks for itself. But I, I will say that um, this was is one of my all time favorite songs. Yay. Yeah, it's so good. And I actually think I um, loved this song before I loved All Too Well, which I know is crazy. Mm. But I think this song, um, I don't know, I just it, it's so good. But I really loved the fact that she did a full circle with finally kind of um, explaining what this moment was in the 10 minute version of All Too Well when she's the verse of um, you who charmed my dad with self-effacing jokes, sipping coffee like you're on a late night show. But then he watched me watch the front door all night willing you to come, which we have this direct imagery of that mm-hmm. in this song. And he said, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. Yeah. And Taylor said in an interview um, later that that was the worst birthday ever. <laughs> and the worst, she maybe even said like the worst moment ever or worst time ever. Um, very extreme how she feels about it, which is really horrible that because your 21st birthday is supposed to be this huge thing at least in american culture 21 is when you can legally drink it's actually really big in uk culture too which i found crazy because they can drink when they're 18 but i think because it's been such a like huge american thing that every they still have this these huge celebrations for their 21st birthdays wow that is really interesting and i didn't know that yeah, I mean, here it's like a thing. If you don't know about it, if you live somewhere else in the world and that's not a thing, or I feel like a lot of people have seen American media, so you probably do. But, you know, it's supposed to be you go out for the first time to the bar, at least for the first time legally. <laughs> you drink for the first time legally. <laughs> All of these rites of passage. Um, and I am picturing a birthday party like backstage. Oh, really? I, I am picturing a house party. Oh, you're picturing like a full on. Full on house party. Well, and you know, in the music video for All Too Well, it's, it. it's a birthday party. It's a house party at a, at her house. I think because she says, like, your friends follow me down the hall. Um, And then in All Too Well, some actress asking me yeah, but see, what I think- happened. I picture like she's at a venue somewhere and they have a room. No. Okay, okay. I'm just telling you what I picture. <laughs> I'm gonna get. Jeez. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be 
stoically hard here. You have like, do you feel that way though for each song that you listen to? You have like such a specific. Oh yeah, and image. this one, this one elicits very, very specific imagery because I think we've talked about this before. But her birthday is December thirteenth, and mine mm-hmm. is December seventeenth, mm-hmm. and I remember. So it wasn't my 21st birthday, but there was like a time Valentine's Day, like right after that, where my boyfriend at the time, like there was a Valentine's Day dance and he didn't want to go to it. And I kept thinking maybe he'll just surprise me and be there. And he never did. And so I it elicits some very real feelings for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you should have been there. You should have burst through the door with that baby. I'm right here. Smile. Ah, I love it when she does like an entire phrase as an adjective Adjective, yeah (laughs) like it's not just your cheery Cheery smile smile, it's your baby i'm right here smile and it would have felt like a million little shining stars had just aligned that is how it would have felt and it's interesting that she even noticed like that she even comments on that because you would think at your 21st birthday your boyfriend being present for it wouldn't be like the stars aligning right but probably the relationship was already well exactly so that's why i think it's interesting that she uses that turn of phrase because it's it's very clear that things were not great even before he didn't show up for this that for him to even come it would have been Been amazing a million shining stars and the stars, the stars to have aligned for him to even get there. And that's why, but I also want to be like, this is why I see it. This is why I picture it as a house party is because burst through the door, like that's coming into a house, coming into an apartment. That's not coming into like, I don't know, a backstage place. Yeah. But they have doors too, though. <laughs> they do. But burst through the door is much more of a like intimate expression. Uh-huh. I have no idea why I, I I'm well. I mean, I do. I guess I already explained it. Like the fact that there's other actors there, and for some see, reason, I don't hallway. Think that, I don't. You think a lot of actors would have been invited to her 21st birthday? I don't think that that line from All Too Well, the 10 minute version about the actors, is the same, is the night? same night. I don't. Okay. Well, what about your friends? Follow me down the hall. It's just the hall. Yeah, it's just the it's hallway just the to hall, your bathroom, her house, or something. Okay. I gotta change my imagery while i'm singing this song and now you, you never will because you've obviously been listening to this for 10 years and had the same imagery so yeah it's gonna be rough all right well um this next line and i would have been so happy she sings with the saddest tone it, it, it is like the juxtaposition of the happy with the sad tone is just start it's just oh I would have been so happy. I could have been so happy. Yeah. Like all you had to do was fucking show up and I would have been so happy. (laughs) That's literally it. That's all you needed to do. Yeah. All right. Well, Christmas lights glisten. Because it's your birthday. And it's in December. December 13th. I've got my eye on the door just waiting for you to walk in. And that's literally the, the exact line that she uses in All Too Well. My dad watched me watch the front door, willing for you to come. Yeah. And so probably there were texts, there was some type of text message exchange where she's like, are you coming? You know, and like waiting on his response and not hearing anything. And then like, you just have that anxious feeling in the pit of your stomach. Like nothing feels, you feel like you can't fully settle into it until there's resolution. And 
because that leading into the next, you know, but the time is ticking, people ask me how I've been. So it's like, you you are can't even engage in these conversations with the rest of the people that you want to be at your birthday party. Like, you can imagine the people at your birthday party at your house, because yes, it's going to be at her house. Excited to celebrate Taylor you. Swift's 21st birthday. And it's probably people that like are near and dear to you as well, but you can't even answer how you've been like fully because you're spending your whole time combing back through your memory of when he said he would be here. Yeah. And he's absolutely not. Um, How you said you'd be here. You said you'd be here. She's repeating that again, which is very intentional. Yeah. Because like you said, you'd be here. Yeah. And then one of the best buildups ever. It was and like, it was like slow motion. motion. But it's like fast there. This song feels like what it is. Yes. It's one of the best ones for that. What is the what is the cause onomatopoeia is where a word sounds like what it is. Yeah. What is this, what is the word for something that feels like what it is? <laughs> I don't think there is. One. Let's make one up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The moment there's probably we a German word for it because there's a German word for everything. <laughs> um, so and it was like slow motion standing there in my party dress. In red lipstick with no one to impress. How many times? Have, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I've had those moments <laughs> where you picked out a dress only for that one person. And then yeah. you're like, why the hell did I waste this outfit? Yeah. Yeah. They're not even there because there's no one to impress. Like the any the only person you want to impress is not there. Yeah, and she's in red lipstick, which is her iconic. Mm-hmm. I bet she's image. in a red dress too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the you know red album. She's got her best on. Like when I'm putting on, I mean, well Taylor Swift wears red lipstick more often than me, but for me, when I'm putting on red lipstick, it's like a it's usually a pretty significant occasion. Yeah, it's like Christmas party or like some special event going out you know um with no one to impress we know she's specifically talking about him there um as i'm looking around the room no, and they're all laughing oh oh and they're all laughing and i'm looking around the room so everyone else is having a good time mm-hmm. everyone else is just enjoying the party enjoying celebrating taylor and she is not yeah, but there was one thing missing. And that's why she's not, because there was one thing missing. And that was the moment I knew. So the moment she knew what, Morgan? That this was relationship was done. Yeah. It's that pit of your stomach feeling. That you kept trying to push aside forever because you the 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 really great mo- moments outweighed those bad feelings. But this was the moment where it's like, I can't even count on this person to be here for what I've made very clear is important to me. Yeah. We can't come back from this. No. You really let me down with this one. And the hours pass by. Now yeah, I just, just want to be, be alone. alone. But your close f- friends always seem to know when there's something really wrong. <laughs> so they follow me down the hall. To my bathroom. <laughs> And there in the bathroom. <laughs> I keep wanting to try to read at the same time as you. I did it once and got away with it. I try not to fall apart and the thinking, the sinking, <laughs> the thinking, the sinking feeling starts. 
as I say, hopelessly, he said he'd be here. So we know later on and all too well that that's some actress, right? No. Yes. Same moment. It's not the same moment, Aaron. Yes. No, it's not. Why? Because the actress part part in All Too Well is not that same verse in All Too Well. It's a different moment in time. Okay. As opposed to the part with her dad. Yes. That's the part. So you think this is like in a separate award show? Yeah. She's at a different party after they've already broken up when the actress is asking her what went wrong. Okay. This is her close friends that are following her down the hall. Probably Diana, Selena. What were the other two people from 22? Um. Well, I thought it said, is it my f- close friends? Yes. Your close. She's talking about her close friends. But your close friends always seem to know. Are you sure? I always thought that was his friends. No, I think that's... Because she's talking to him. How you said you'd be here. You said you'd be here. But she's saying, now I just want to be alone. But your close friends... I think if she just said I, she would say my. No. I just want to be alone, but my close friends always seem to know. No, but your close friends. You're, like she's she's saying, now I just want to be alone. Uh-huh. But your friends always know when there's something wrong. I disagree with you, but we're going to have to agree to disagree. Why would his close friends follow her to the bathroom? Only your close friends go to the bathroom with you. Because they're at the party and he's not. No. And that... We all we already talked about the fact that she probably didn't invite any of his close friends because they weren't in the same circles. What do you mean we talked about this? When like, did we talk? about We this? talked about this in the last in two episodes ago when we were saying like the hipsters, uh-huh. those were his friends. She was never part of that crowd. She tried to fit in. But when she says my friends and your friends, your friends talk to my friends, my friends talk to me or whatever from we are mm-hmm. never getting back together. There's a very big divide between her group of friends and his group of friends his group of friends is not are not at her birthday party which is why he's not there he doesn't he doesn't give a shit about her friends or her and doesn't want to waste his night hanging out with them okay all right i accept what you're saying but mostly just because you're terrifying (laughs) his close friends are not following her into the bathroom to find out what's wrong with her. They don't give a shit. Okay, it just seems inconsistent with the rest of the use of the pronoun your. Yes, but it, I would agree with you if she didn't the sentence before say, now I just want to be alone. So she's I, switching the my, tense. I, my. I, but your your flat friends always know. Because she's she's making it. That's like she's speaking to someone. Who's she speaking to? Okay, pod listeners you need to get back to us and tell us who's right is she talking about let's just use his name jake's friends when she says your friends always seem to know or is she talking about her own friends always knowing when something's wrong okay we'll see if people have an opinion about this i will say anytime we've ever asked anyone to send us their thoughts on some type of thing we've talked about they never do (laughs) well i am very i'm very passionate about this one okay well let's agree to go to bed angry Okay. (laughs) I agree with you that it does make more sense that it would be her friends. So I'll give you that. All right. 
So the sinking feeling starts. As I say, hopelessly, he said he'd be here. So there she's telling that group of people. <laughs> Whomever they may be. Um, and it was like slow motion. Standing there in my party dress. This sounds like whirling. Like. Yeah. Whirring up. I don't know how to explain that. It sounds like how your stomach feels. Yes. Standing there in my party. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a loop or something. Uh, In red lipstick with no one to impress. They're all laughing and asking me about you. Oh, God, that's the worst. It is. You don't want to talk about it. No. And because they still think that everything is it's fine. It's fine. They have no idea. But when your relationship is in the pits and people are asking you, Oh, how so and so? You're like, oh, god damn it! I know it's like, oh yeah, it. He's Fine. good. Yeah, it's great. He said he'd be here. He should be here any minute now. But she's obviously looking upset, so that would be hard to hide, you know. But there was one thing missing, and that was the moment I knew. All right, epic, epic part. Epic. What do you say when tears are streaming down your face in front of everyone you know? What do you do when the one who means the most to you is the one who didn't show? I mean, you have no words. You're crying and you're trying to talk. People are like, what's wrong? And it's everyone she knows. It's her freaking birthday party. Because it's not because like. Which we don't know yet. No, we don't know that yet. But like we. Like we said this is the moment she knew, but this is not the moment that he knew or the moment that anyone else knew. So she's having this realization that she can't elaborate to anyone else. At like the worst possible time. Yes. <laughs> like very inconvenient. And then what do you do when the one who means the most to you is the one person who didn't show up? And you hate to admit it at that point that you're a significant other when you're like in those early, st- like, you know, the beginning of a relationship where you're just like so in love that no one else matters as much as that person. And that's, you know, she's looking around being like, holy shit, there's all these other people here that mean a lot to me because they came to my birthday, but I'm only thinking about the one that's not here because sadly he's the one that's most important to me. Mm -hmm. You should have been here and I would have been so happy. And that, that part, there's like a huge gap in between so and happy yeah. Like she can't even finish the sentence. And it was like slow motion standing there in my party dress in red lipstick with no one to impress. And they're all standing around me singing happy birthday to you. I remember the first time that I hit that like yeah. lyric and I was like, oh, man, it's even worse. Yeah, it's a gut punch because at that point in time, you're. It, the whole image is building is building and, and it's th- like yeah this sucks Ugh. he didn't come to a party and that's bad enough and then suddenly you realize it's your own fr- it's her birthday party yeah yeah and that's the moment we knew is what i wrote there because that's the crescendo of the song it's like damn that's the moment for us that we we realize why she realizes yeah. you know all right but there was one thing missing that was the moment i knew all right and then at the end she goes and sort of explains how it resolved how it went after yeah you called me later and said i'm sorry i didn't make it and i said i'm sorry too and that was the moment i knew so basically she didn't end it then she says i'm sorry too like i'm sorry for you i'm sorry for us i'm sorry 
She's not saying there. I'm sorry too. Like I'm sorry no. I hurt your feelings. She's I'm, so, I'm saying I'm sorry you weren't there as well. And and that was the moment she knew. But that's not the moment she made the. That's not the moment she ended it. That's how I read this too. Because everyone has also had those moments that you you know and you try to then still brush over and be like, oh no, we can get past this. But you can't no. get past it. And she knows that after. But at that moment when she's like when he called, it's not like she didn't say I'm sorry too. This is it. She just said. I think this is her reflecting later on like, when did she realize the relationship was doomed? And she's like, that was the moment I knew. Yeah. You know? Well, because you you can't admit it at that moment because as soon as you admit it, then it's over. Exactly. And she wasn't ready for it to be over yet. Yeah. We didn't say what our favorite lyrics were. Ooh. I mean, not to be cliche, I guess I just, it's the placements of, and that was the moment I knew. Mm Mm-hmm. The power behind it. Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily have a favorite lyric of this. It's just like the whole song all together. Yeah. And like the entirety of the chorus, like my favorite moment is the moment you realize it's her birthday party. Yeah. Um, And I also really like at the end when she says, I'm sorry too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like I'm sorry for you. But I don't know that I have a specific favorite lyric from... Okay. Um, what's, well, what's your album ranking of this one? My album ranking is number two. This is number two for me. Wow. It's number three for me. Oh, yay. Oh, I feel better about the fact that our top songs usually line. line yeah. And then we like have a lot of differentiation in those middle sections. But usually our top and bottom are pretty similar, aren't they? Like our bottom bottom songs. Yes, they are. What are your what what is it in your in the whole um This is number 8 for me in her overall discography. Like number 8 of all Taylor Swift songs. It's really high up there. Wow. I think mine went down. Okay, so I I have a confession to make. You read it? Yeah. When did you redo it? Like a week ago. Is this going to like now you're going to have ratings for like songs that we've already listed? I know. It's fine because it just gives you a general <laughs> feeling of where it is. Okay. All right. So my gen, it's 41. <laughs> I mean. Do you remember what it was before? Yeah, I can go. I can find it. Because I feel like it was higher before. But weren't you listening to Red a lot more when you originally did the ranking? No, what were you listening to? 1989. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It was 28. So that changed a lot. It did. Yeah. 20 places. 20 places. (laughs) Holy cow. That's a lot. Okay. Are you ready for Tell Me Why? Yes, please. All right. So back to this Instagram post. Instagram. We got... The moment I, just to review, because we did this in the last one, the moment I knew, or uh, sad, beautiful, tragic, the moment I knew won with 55%. Um, And then between stay, 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 and the very first night, the very first night won with 54%. Wow. And then between holy ground and forever winter, 65% of listeners voted for holy ground. That makes sense. (laughs) You're like, that checks. I I will say though that I I think sad beautiful tragic and the moment I knew are pretty tight. Yeah. 100%. With 55 and 45. It's yeah, that's that is really close. And they're they're kind of similar. I mean, 
they're not the same, obviously, but they're similar in feeling. Okay, so for Taylor trivia, I have some random Taylor Swift facts for you. Okay. I love random Taylor Swift facts. So when Taylor invites friends to her Rhode Island home, she always tells them the story of Rebecca Harkness. I did not know that. Do you think when she put out the last great American dynasty, her friends are like, oh, yeah, this story. We've heard this one before. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. One of her favorite Evermore lyrics is never be so clever. You forget to be kind. From Marjorie. It's a good one. And Cardigan had the 13th number one in 2020. Like number one songs in 2020. It was the 13th of them. The alias William Bowery was chosen by Joe, and he even has a story behind why. Don't know what that is, though. She is the only solo artist to have four albums spend more than seven weeks at number one. And she is obsessed with the word kaleidoscope, which I think we already knew. I didn't know that. Oh, what? Really? Uh-uh. Kaleidoscope of broken hearts and mosaic broken hearts and kaleidoscope was like in 1989 a lot. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll write your name. Take us out, Morgan. Our bias of coffee is linked in the episode description and is on our website. Please rate and review our podcast, including downloading the episodes. Mm-hmm rate and review would be awesome if y'all just want to say hey this is the best podcast ever it makes me so happy i've learned so many new things about taylor swift and i've (laughs) listened to her songs differently after hearing their opinions exactly um and swifterhood podcast on twitter a swifterhood podcast on instagram and tiktok and swifterhood p on twitter and then you can email us at swifterhoodpodcast at gmail.com. And so that would be if you have theories about songs or just albums coming out. Or you know what? If you just want to give us a shout out. Would love it. All right. We love you. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye.